Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. We're coming to you late on Wednesday night, January 26th. The Dallas Mavericks just dismantled the Portland Trailblazers, 132 to 112. How's it going, buddy? I'm going pretty good. I uh, thought I was going to age 80 years in the second half of that game, but it's over and we're here. Uh, so couldn't be better. Yep, yep. It was um, just as a quick recap, the Mavericks uh, punched the Blazers in the mouth and did what most teams do is they slowly sort of let a far less talented team back in the game repeatedly, uh, only for the Mavericks to really <clears throat> firmly take control with about five minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, Dwight Powell, of all people, sort of was a key cog in the reestablishing of a, of a big double digit lead and the Mavericks played with their food a little bit and then finally just beat the hell out of the Pacers in the fourth quarter or not Pacers uh, Blazers in the fourth quarter and um that was that it was a it's kind of an interesting game um Luca was screwing around a lot uh like a whole lot it, it was <laughs> he was like trying things um really wild passes things like that you know not a lot of I don't think he had a lot of turnovers. Where are we? Luca did not have any turnover. No, that's not right. He had three turnovers. Um, and it was just nice to really watch him and Brunson kind of get back in their bags, respectively, with finding players, players finishing shots. You know, um, not a Maverick could hit a shot last night. And tonight the Mavericks had a 34 assists on 48 made field goals. So that's uh, that's pretty nice. <laughs> Yeah, 26 combined assists for Luke and Brunson, only three combined turnovers. So basically That's... the opposite of, of last night. Um, Brunson, of course, um, playing against one of the worst defenses ever, looked extremely more comfortable. So, you know, we obviously need to see him prove it a little bit more against some of these better teams. But again, it's just you can only do what you, you know, you can only play the schedule that's in front of you. So, it's good to see him get back on track. Um, and yeah, I mean, everyone made shots. Uh, there were 16 to 36 from three. It's very funny. They scored 132 points the last time they played the Trailblazers. <laughs> and Kirk, good Lord, this might be the worst NBA defense I've seen in a long time. Yeah, they're terrible. I, I actually wrote that it reminded me of what the Mavericks were doing for huge stretches last season. Like just single rotation and giving up. Mm-hmm. Um, Luca was obviously great. One of his better passing nights of the season. I mean, he. Had, I mean, if we want to talk about a couple uh, before we move on to other things, I mean, he had back-to-back possessions with a no-look alley oop to Dwight Powell, <laughs> and then that one-handed cross court to the weak side corner to Bullock for a three. Uh, <laughs> might be the two best passes he's had all season, and they were back-to-back possessions in in, in this game. So. Uh, he was really like he was treating this like an all-star game at times it felt like I mean he was really uh, just care he just kind of like a carefree but like he still obviously was like hey let's let's forget last night I mean let's there was there were post-up plays where he's posted up kind of in the dirt dirt wing area where he's whipping passes one-handed to the opposite corner through like three Portland defenders. I mean, it's just silly stuff. And then there's Brunson who was also kind of doing some, some silly things. Like it was, it was nice. I mean, Brunson getting uh, 11 assists, zero turnovers is preposterous. 
it, I mean, the, the Trailblazers stink, and I hope like people don't. You know, this is not a game where you're like, the offense is fixed because um, the last time they played the Trailblazers, they scored 132 points, and I'm looking at the schedule, and three of the next five games they were under 100. <laughs> uh, so, you know, like don't you know. This is this is purely like a they did their jobs they did what they had to do and like it was just fun like this there, there doesn't need to be any like what does this game mean for the rest of the season like no, no. it was just it was an extremely fun game that helped us wipe away the memory of the extremely not fun game right uh, the other night like and that's awesome like you know they they needed a fun game they'd been the, that lost to the Suns lost to the Warriors it was getting a little bit. You know, I know they were still doing pretty. You know, they're still beating well, their the team. Their offense has just been so bad. Yeah. Like you wrote about, you had a really nice piece about how their defense was carrying them, despite the fact that they weren't able to hit a shot. And like at the end of this, I don't. You know, I, however you choose to watch basketball is how you choose to watch basketball. But I prefer to see the ball go in the hoop. Uh, good <laughs> defense is only fun for so long. And this Mavericks team, we've watched them start so well in 1920 and then they've just the, the offense has just kind of gone away this year relative to what we're used to and it's nice to watch these explosions i mean and what's crazy about that 16 for 30 or 16 for 36 number is there's still a few mavs who i'm just like what are we doing folks like maxi once again looks like a guy who should just he should not dribble he should not dribble he should only shoot threes. Granted, he hit two of five tonight, but there were a couple of misses from him where I'm just like, oh, no. I, I, I don't know. that Porzingis hit that one long bomb and then was – it's just there's still plenty of ways for these guys to go, I guess, is where I'm getting at. Like, there's there's a lot, you know, Frank Nilakina hitting two of four and Reggie Bullock hitting four of seven is, you know, six of your 16 makes right there. And, you know, the, you remove those two guys and the, the shooting's just not as, not as solid. I mean – I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm really tired, so I'm probably battling at this point. No, I mean Brunson made two of three, which just felt like a, a revelation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't really. I don't know when the last time he's had two three pointers in a game made. Um, feel, feel like it's been a while for him. You know, he's we've been talking about it a lot. Yeah, the last time he had two made three pointers was January third. So that was a long stretch for him. So yeah, um, I think the other important thing to take away from this game is, is this is the first game without Tim Hardaway jr. As we've talked about, you know, he's going to be out for a while with a broken bone in his left foot. So it was, this was our first chance to see maybe how kid and the coaching staff would play this, you know, until if the, unless the Mavericks make a move down the road for the trade deadline. And really what was really nice for me was that I was kind of worried that, this would open up an opportunity for more Trey Burke minutes or to allow him to re-enter the rotation. Uh, and surprisingly, he didn't. He played two garbage time minutes at the uh, end of the game. And the minutes distribution, you know, they, he basically divvied up Hardaway's minutes to, you know, a little bit more to Bullock and then Nilakina and Green. Nilakina and Green combined for 30 minutes. And it's like, you know, those guys are erratic and haven't necessarily been the most consistent guys this season, but they like do things and they there's still like something to them to tap. Obviously, a lot more with, with Green. He's he's more raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, I just we know what Burke is. And, I you know, I, I just don't want to see that, even if if theoretically he could help in in more more ways that that Nelly and Green can't, you know, I just, agree. It, it was just nice to see him go to those guys and then to for those guys to pay off. The minutes he gave them, you know, Green and Nilakina combined for 17 points. 
um, Green could have had more ten shoot, Green, on six ten shooting. Yeah, Green could have had kind of a more statistically impactful game, but he was his sort of manic. I, that's not the right word. His the energy that he brings is such a different tune than the rest of the team. Where it's just like he, he's he's running around so fast, and sometimes it's terrible, and sometimes it's fun, and I I, I just I, I'm I'm glad to see it too. Um, I do you know he shot four times, which is something I, I Green's just is is such an odd player. I I don't know how I feel about him big picture, but I, I, I you're right. It's like the, those those two 15 minute bursts are the sort of thing that they need to get Green used to. Uh, and really Frank too, who Frank's yeah. not played a ton. It's nope. it's just this is good. And these are get right games. These these three, you know, these four games that they're that they're currently just having played the first one. Yeah, and Bullock had 15 points in 25 minutes, four of seven from three. I mean, this was probably the most minutes he's played. I mean, he technically played 24 last night, but you know, he's averaging 22 minutes in the month of January, so his minutes have kind of been reduced uh lately so to see him get a a high you know somewhat higher minute game for the first time in a couple weeks and and produce with those minutes like you know this was the blueprint for you know the if they can replace tim hardaway jr's production and it goes well and they and they're able to survive it this is what it will look like on most nights maybe not always this this clean a shooting night but you know getting something out of bullock who plays a little bit more and then just trying to get something out of Frank and Josh, uh, you know, not necessarily at the same time, but just getting something out of one of those guys. And then maybe Sterling Brown, when he gets healthy, will probably re-enter the rotation as well. So this was a good, like, hey, first first night without without Hardaway, and you know they were able to replace the production pretty decently. Yeah. Uh, only kind of nitpick we each have is uh, you know Porzingis started the game Ooh. 14, 14 points in the first quarter, really looked good just kind of dominant moving around well he was scoring in interesting ways and then he somehow finishes the game with just 22 points so eight more points the rest of the way eight of 18 shooting only five rebounds and then three turnovers and so my Porzingis related thoughts and I can't remember if I talked about this with you but I know we talked about it in the in the green room they did what I'd kind of been asking for them to do where they spam the shit out of Porzingis Luka Doncic pick and rolls in the first half and then in part of the third and I thought that Luka was late getting the ball to Porzingis on a number of rolls which resulted in uh, at least one of his turnovers and then in other opportunities Porzingis gets the ball in prime scoring position and just couldn't do anything with it and they have to find a way to establish his confidence. I'm glad to see them doing it. I would rather him take a bunch of shots and try to work out of this shooting funk, but there's, he just seems to have a little bit of the residual weirdness that like Maxi has when he gets the ball bullock and stretches. Like, I don't understand what was happening. It's like you score 14 points immediately and it's not like they didn't go to him. You know, I, there are times when a guy can go cold. They went into him plenty in the second and he didn't do anything with it. I, I I don't know what to make of that. What do you think? Yeah, he was two of eight from the floor in the third quarter. He was zero of two from three and two turnovers. Uh, and coincidentally, um, the, that's when the Blazers got back into the game. And I felt like his defense started to lack. Like it looked like he got monstered after the first quarter. Like he wasn't playing, you know, defense as well as he was in the first quarter. And he was missing shots. Wasn't rebounding. Uh, he was 
making a lot of horrible passes off the bounce. Mm-hmm. Like awkward. really trying to be cute, like yeah. if, if we're being honest. And just awkward shots like in the mid-range where it looked like he had a path to the rim and then he would kind of stop and turn around and shoot a fade or something like that. And yeah, it was it was it was ugly. And when he hit the bench in the third quarter and Dwight Powell came in, it was like a snap of the fingers, instantaneous. The game turned around, and that's when the Mavericks blew it open. And I don't think KP really played uh all that much in the fourth quarter. He played two minutes in the fourth quarter. No, and he's probably so, pissy about it. He got a he got a foul on Nurkic almost immediately to start the fourth, where Nurkic kind of challenged to challenged Porzingis with physicality and and Porzingis back down. And that's kind of been one of the, you know, Hooper criticisms of of KP for a while is that he's not near tough enough. And I don't necessarily think that's fair, but there's just times where he he just doesn't bring it regularly in terms of the the the, the physicality. And I, I, I mean, you're, you guys are allowed to have bad games and bad stretches. Right. It's just as we as we progress into this, Porzingis has to be one of the guys who steps up in terms of consistency if the Mavericks are going to do stuff like I. He makes, you know, he's the, he's the highest play, pair, player on the team right now. And sometimes we treat him with kid gloves. But I would say, by and large, he's been much better for longer this year. And I just, it's it's just disappointing because, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to think about some of the good games that he's had this year. And it's just, for 2022, so far, he's not had, like, banner performances box score wise like he's had some incredible defensive performances but not like scoring the ball like he has in the the other thing but again it's it's nitpicking i mean hell he was the mavericks leading scorer with 22 (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's pretty funny i I think it's just the way he started and then just i mean it was pretty i think it was pretty evident like second out of back to back he just he didn't have it like you know he just didn't have the legs you know he just it just whatever energy he had, he expunged it in that first quarter, and then after that, he was kind of running on fumes. And it happens second night of back to back. You know, at least he had that for first quarter. And you know, twenty if it, if a if a horrible game for him is twenty two and five on eighteen shots, like okay, you know, yeah. there, he could yeah. be. No, it's a know. nitpicking thing because yeah. it, it feel it felt like he was the only to... he was the only negative on the night. Well, I mean, so that's literally why the only negative. Yeah. Like how, he yeah. finished with a negative two in a game yeah. where there was a thirty point lead at one point. Like right. it's, I mean, literally the it was it was just so obvious because the Blazers comeback coincided with him playing really poorly in the second third quarters, and then the Mavericks pulling away happened as soon as he hit the like it, you know plus minus can can really be can deceive you but like i mean it was very obvious that the flow of the game was kind of following his level of play or whether he was on the floor it was just it was just so obvious tonight and sometimes it's not like that so yep yep well nice time good uh, bounce back win we'll see where where we end up so we have a pair of days off friday and uh, no Thursday and Friday, which is weird because it seems like, you know, there's basically basketball every other day. Then the Mavericks play a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back to close their fourth back-to-back of January, which, you know, um, the other thing, and this is entirely my fault. I got murdered on the internet for this. I basically spouted off the fact that after this game, and this was as of this morning, <laughs> after this game, there was only going to be one more late start. At about 3 o'clock this afternoon, the NBA and the Mavericks announced that next (laughs) Friday's game against Philadelphia got bumped back to being a late start time. That's so funny. 
like there, you know, I, I will occasionally just get carpet bomb for something I said, like my, my, my largely, uh, and I will stick to this, my Alex Caruso being a better fit for the Dallas Mavericks than, than DeMar DeRozan is a take that people hate. Sorry, I'm right. It just, you know, Luca and DeRozan would not be able to guard anyone. Um, but like when I, like I get murdered for that sort of thing, fine. It's a basketball opinion. Everyone was so mad at me. Yeah, this was just an old-fashioned jinx. <laughs> so it was it. that was pretty funny. But uh, you know, we'll uh we'll be back Saturday night, probably at least one of us will be. Um that's yep. the start time, 6 p.m. Pacer game. I don't remember who they play uh after that. Is it Oklahoma City or am I making that up? They play yes, they play they play Orlando and then Oklahoma City after Indiana. So we'll be back after, um, you know, those games. I'm going to maybe see. I've, I've been wanting to get somebody on the podcast that I can maybe do tomorrow or Friday just to have kind of as an in-between show, but we'll see. Um, thank you guys for hanging out. Do you got anything before we go, Josh? Um, the Charlotte Hornets beat the Indiana Pacers 158-126 to 126 tonight. Man, Rick, um, Rick Carlisle, defensive <laughs> coach. Maybe he's a defensive coach because he gets angry about everything. Like, he is defensive. <laughs> So, and on that note, there. we'll leave with bad dad yeah. jokes. Kirk and Josh, Mavs Moneyball After Dark. Stay tuned. Well, actually, tune in tomorrow afternoon for uh, group therapy on Spotify Green Room. Please download the app. Add me at Kirk Henderson 35 Follow me and join the conversation. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, we will talk to you guys uh, Saturday night.